This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and thanks for joining me. It's Sunday the 16th of May and here's the very latest on travel and destinations from the Green List. The most prominent Green List destination, Portugal, is clearly the flavour of the week and I'll talk you through the possibilities and the flights that are departing tomorrow. I've counted them all up, there are 30. I'll be on board one of them. I'm packing for my trip and the mountain of documentation required is daunting and expensive. I'll bring you the details. And Brexit has brought many effects. Could you have to pay €30, Euros, about £25, to stay with friends in their French property? This podcast, as you know, is completely free, but if you want to support us, perhaps consider subscribing to my new weekly travel email, Simon Calder's Travel Week, which is also free and packed with money-saving insider tips. You can do that at independent.co.uk forward slash newsletters. At 6am tomorrow, two aircraft will depart from the UK for the beautiful country of Portugal at 6am. I can tell you what they are. Um, they are both TUI aircraft. One is going from Gatwick to the lovely island of Porto Santo. Nothing to do with the city of Porto, apart from being in the same country. The other is going to Funchal in Madeira. Now, they won't be the first to land because there's actually a couple of departures which are going to overtake them, both of them to Faro. The one that I will be on, which is from Stansted on Ryanair, and another one on Ryanair from Manchester to Faro. That gets in at 9.05 and that will be the very first arrival. But I thought you might be interested, because I am, about which flights are going, who they're flying for and what uh, destinations they are going to in Portugal. So I've done all that work so you don't have to look it up, OK? 30 flights altogether, all of them from England, so nothing from Scotland, Wales or Northern Ireland, and 20 of them, so two-thirds, are from London airports. Uh, what we have are... Uh, 14 Ryanair flights, five with British Airways, four with EasyJet, four with TUI and three with TAP Portugal. The airports that they are flying from are from Stansted, from Gatwick, from Heathrow. Those are seven from Stansted, six from Gatwick, six from Heathrow as well. Those are the top three and five from Manchester. And those four airports in normal time are the four busiest in the UK. There's also three from Birmingham. Uh, there's one from Luton, uh, one from East Midlands and one from Bournemouth. And the destinations they are going to, well, that first one to Porto Santo is the only one to that island. There's three to Porto, the northern city on the mainland, four to Funchal in Madeira, uh, six to Lisbon and 16, so more than half of them are going to 
Faro, the main airport on the Algarve, of course. Before anybody is allowed on them, they have to get their documentation sorted out. Now, it starts, of course, with simply a passport. Well, you might think, well, that's obvious. But compare my last trip, if you would, which was um, a short hop to Gibraltar and back at the end of last year, actually in December. And it was just as easy as things always were. So all I needed was to buy a ticket on my app and have the boarding pass there. I needed my passport. I needed a credit card. That was all I needed going in both directions. No further restrictions. My, how things have changed in the 19 weeks since we've been unable to travel. Here's what I have had to do. So you might recall that yesterday morning I turned up at Heathrow and had a PCR test. I'm delighted to say that they say, well, we get the results back within 36 and 48 hours. And I thought, oh, you know, if it's 48 rather than 47, that could make all the difference. In fact, it was back in 25 hours. I paid £99 for that test through Collinson at Heathrow. Uh, Ryanair want me to upload that certificate. I've, of course, got to check in, which is you know, slightly tedious practice with uh, Ryanair, but uh, I have battled through it. No, I don't want a rental car. No, I don't want to pay for my seat assignment, etc., etc. So I've done all that. But then when I get to Portugal, and I'm, my next task, by the way, is filling in the Portuguese locator form that they require, then I have to be in the position, as everybody else will be, to get a test before departure to the UK and pre-book a test on arrival. Now, this is the sort of stuff that you don't actually want to be doing when you're on holiday. I'm in the special position of the test that I took yesterday because I'm coming back on Tuesday night is still going to be valid for getting back into the UK. Yes, I know it's mad that I can happily present a test saying I'm free from coronavirus. Oh, by the way, I took this one in London before I'd even left. But those are the rules. I simply report them and follow them. I don't make them. I then got to pre-book a PCR test to be taken within two days of arriving in the UK. I am not a package holiday maker with TUI, so therefore it's going to cost me quite a lot of cash um, to do this amazing 20 quid thing which they are offering only to package holiday makers and effectively they are subsidizing it or if you want to look at it a different way you are paying for the test as part of your holiday so I'm aiming to pay £65, which I will do to Collinson, since they seem fairly reliable. But I'm not going to book it until tomorrow because they're cutting their prices to £65 for a PCR test, but not until tomorrow. So I will book it and then take it when I get back to Stansted as soon as I've got off the plane. And yes, it could mean that you take a test in Portugal. Four hours later, you take another test in the UK. Um, that sounds a little um, unnecessary, but um, again... Those are the rules. And one more thing. I have checked it once. I've checked it twice. My passport has more than six months to run. Since Brexit, we have been in the position where, well, it used to be the case. Your passport was valid up to and including the date of expiry. Not anymore. And therefore, please 
after you finish listening, just go and check your passport and anyone else in the family, particularly annoying children, because theirs run out every five years. So, talking of Brexit, my final story today might intrigue or alarm or amuse you. This is all about how the rules have changed for people going to visit anyone in their homes in France. So, if you are making a private or a family visit to maybe your British friends or indeed your French friends, in theory, and I'm still waiting to get the exact wording from the French authorities here, but you don't just turn up and stay, you actually have to declare the fact that you are going to be staying, okay? There's something called an attestation d'accueil, an attestation of welcome, which your host must deposit at their local town hall, the Marais, um, in advance of your arrival, needs to be a very formal document. You need the passport details of the visitor, the address, of course, proof of insurance, minimum of 30,000 euros of cover. They then have to validate this. It's going to cost 30 euros, by the way, to do this, um, 25 pounds or so. And then the traveller gets a copy of it to show at the border. Now, There's lots of dispute online about whether or not that will actually be necessary. But at the moment, you have to assume that it is required. Now, I will try and find out more in advance of France opening up to us. Of course, it's an amber country at the moment, and they certainly don't want tourists like you or me. So I will find out whatever I can about that. For now, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and review if you possibly can. And please subscribe to my new weekly travel email, Simon Calder's Travel Week, also free, packed with money-saving insider tips. You can do that at independent.co.uk forward slash newsletter. And all the latest news is available 24 hours a day at independent.co.uk. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you tomorrow. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.